Love is definitely in the air this week as we approach Valentine's Day. We are talking all about how you can love your home more with less time than it would take to cook dinner, less time than it would take to wash your car, less time than it would take to paint your nails, take a shower, or get ready for date night. All right, 15 ways you can love your home with 28 minutes or less is coming up. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is. But our culture has shifted, and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget. Like ramen eating, goodwill shopping budget and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Love is in the air. Can you feel it? Yeah, this week we've already talked about decorating for Galentine's Day and how to do it in a way that is not so cheesy or elementary, but how to do it in a way that's a little bit more festive for adults. We'll call it that. And if you missed that, just go back to the last episode and you can get the tips there. How to bring Valentine's Day in just a teeny tiny bit, not overdone. And Honestly, you know, I'm not a fan of Valentine's Day. I think you can show love any day and you can show love to a lot of different people and a lot of different people who don't live around you. And so I, I don't know. It's not a, it's not a holiday I particularly care for, but I do love the concept of love. I love the, the idea of taking care of those who are special to you, those who might not be special to you, but might live in close proximity to you. I love the idea of just kind of spoiling other people, kind of giving outside of yourself and taking care of others and doing it in a way that is not so, you're not looking for a reward. You're not looking for a pat on the back. You're not looking for anyone to say, well done, because you just did it. All right, but you know what? I'm not going to be talking about that today. I Well, kind of. I'm going to be talking about ways that you can love your home and ways that you can love your home in 28 minutes or less. This is, um, of course, an ode to February and the short month that it is. But if I'm being honest, I think all of these things that you can do to show your home a little bit of love are things that you could probably do in 15 minutes or less and some 10 minutes or less. And these are things that maybe you guys do often. I went through, and I could keep going, I have 15, but honestly, these are things that kind of get put on the wayside. They're generally not as important as cleaning the toilets, mopping the floors, changing the sheets, but they should probably be done. And if you are at all like me and you tolerate cleaning, but you know it needs to be done and you love it when you have a clean house, (laughs) this might be helpful. This might be helpful to have a couple ideas of ways that you can show love to your home a little bit. All right, let's get started. 
the first thing that you could do is to spend some time dusting the baseboards. When have you done that? When was the last time you dusted your baseboards? I know lots of times for me, it is a reminder whenever I have guests coming over. If I have overnight guests or if I have, I'm hosting a big group, that is generally my cue to dust the baseboards. But you know one place I haven't dusted in a long time, and this is embarrassing to admit, behind my kiddos' beds. That is something that I should probably focus on. So I think I can do that in 28 minutes. I'm pretty sure I can. And I know you can too. Okay, the second thing, how can you show love to your home in 28 minutes or less? You can wash the inside of your windows, upstairs and downstairs. My guess is that you might be able to get all 20, or you might be able to get all of your windows done. I don't know how big your home is, and I don't know how many windows you have, but I would imagine that if you set a timer, you would get pretty close. I know for me, there are a couple windows that are just out of reach I cannot do, um, unless I have some scaffolding. So that is just out of the question, but the rest of them, I think I can do that. 28 minutes or less, here we go, washing the windows. All right, the third thing that you can do, and I don't think this is going to take 28 minutes at all, and I bet, I would imagine that a lot of you do this more often since the pandemic than you ever have done ever before, (laughs) and that is to dust and take care of and wipe and clean all of the high contact surfaces. You know, the doorknobs, the um, handles, the knobs, the all of the places where people just touch a lot. The refrigerator doors, the stove doors, the microwave door. Do we consider that one when we're doing high-touch surface? What about the computer screen? Yeah, all of those that are constantly in contact. And this is something that um, is definitely going to be on my to-do list more often. All right, the fourth thing that you can do to love your home in 28 minutes or less is wipe down those kitchen cabinets. Wipe them down. And I would imagine too, actually, that you probably have time to, in 28 minutes, to wipe down the kitchen cabinets and then head to one of the bathrooms and maybe even another bathroom. I would guess that in my home, I would probably have time to do all three bathrooms and the kitchen. I bet I could. So wipe those kitchen cabinets down. I think you'll be amazed at what just a little bit of cleaning that can do to a a really high traffic area, if you think about it. Even if you're not much of a cook and don't spend a whole lot of time in the kitchen um, cooking, you probably spend a lot of time in the kitchen in general. Packing kiddo lunches, grabbing snack, grabbing drinks, and maybe even unpacking the takeout. The fifth thing you can do is to tidy your junk drawer. Where is your junk drawer? Is yours in the kitchen? Is it near the computer station? Is it in a cupboard, actually, and not really a drawer? What can you do in 28 minutes to compartmentalize the items that are in there, make it a little bit more efficient to you, and make it so that you actually want to spend some time putting stuff away nicely the next time? There's a little bit of pride and ownership in organizing. When you get it nice and neat and tidy, sometimes it's a little bit more motivating to keep it up. Of course, we can all have moments of laziness or all have moments of quick, just put it away. 
and junk drawers can revert back to their natural habitat of what they they truly are. But if you start organized and you really take some time to compartmentalize what you have, you can turn that junk drawer into a place that is highly efficient for you. Okay, we are hanging out in the kitchen for a lot of these. So we've been in the kitchen wiping counters, we organized our junk drawer, and we're still there, but this time we are in the pantry. And as we have 28 minutes, can you go through your pantry items and can you get rid of all of the expireds? Okay, when really was the last time you did that? How old is that palm sugar that is in there? (laughs) And do you remember that one recipe where you needed it to make that cake? Yeah, that was a while ago. (laughs) So go spend that 28 minutes, pull out some of the things that you think could be expired and get rid of them. Now, if you have time left over in those 28 minutes, how can you compartmentalize and organize the pantry to make it a little bit more efficient for you? Do you compartmentalize your pantry? That's something that happens at my house and it happens because I try to aim for efficiency. Not only am I aiming for efficiency for me when it's time to access the baking goods, for example, or the cereal or the snacks for the kiddos, but I want it to be easy to use and navigate for the rest of the family members. It's not just me trying to make my job easier when it's time to cook something, but I really want to make it user-friendly. And if I can arrange things in such a way that it's easy for the little ones, great, let it be. So compartmentalizing happens. We have different sections for different things. And now that I come to think about it, it's also a great way to get help when you've just gone to the grocery store. It's easy to see where these things go because there is a space for them. And so you can have little hands help along the way. Okay, we're moving out of the kitchen, 28 minutes in the dining room. When was the last time you deep cleaned the chairs or the bench or gotten to the nooks and crannies of your upholstered dining chairs? When was the last time you used soap and water to wipe down those dining chairs or the bar stools? That is something that oftentimes gets missed, even though we wipe down the kitchen table every single day. Sticky little fingers make sticky little messes, and these things do need a deep clean every once in a while. Again, this isn't going to take you 28 minutes, but if you have a dining area, if you have a formal dining area, and if you have a bar, gosh, you could probably do all three in 28 minutes. Okay, number eight. Now, this is one that I do anytime I am cleaning in my designated zone. I clean my home usually every week, each week for four weeks of the month. I I separate into little quadrants and that helps me to manage and maintain just a little bit easier and it helps make sure that the kiddos are helping appropriately without feeling overwhelmed. It also eliminates the idea that I have to quick and hurry and stress clean when someone's coming. So I usually do this, but I do wonder how many people get to this. Are you ready? Cleaning the tops of your doorways. Have you cleaned the tops of your doorways? Yeah. And if you can't stand, I can reach my top of the doorway, but maybe you need to carry a step stool around. So get your extra steps in, get to climb up and down the little step stool ladder, and away you go cleaning the tops of the doorways. Now, you probably, again, will finish in well under 28 minutes. So here's a challenge for you. Now go back and start wiping down the doors. 
especially around the handles. We've already taken care of the high contact surface, but lots of little fingers leave lots of little smudges right around the door handle. And if you have kiddos at home, look down by the base of the door. Yeah, chances are their little feet, they get all over the place. <laughs> so make sure you're looking right around the handle, right down by the door where a little foot would land for whatever reason. <laughs> For number nine, we are headed outdoors and you are going to grab your soap and your water. And this might take a second because it gets dirtier than you might imagine. But this is an area that you go through over and over and maybe even several times a day. You're going to take that soap and water and you're going to spend lots of time, maybe even all 28 minutes, wiping the front of your door, washing down the front of your door. And if you do have spare time, get out that broom and sweep your front porch. You're going to be so glad you did. It's going to sparkle a little bit more the next time you get home from an outing. And what happens when you walk into that front door? Take a look down. Now's the time to spend a little bit of time shaking out and then vacuuming and maybe even throwing in the wash the entryway rugs. I do this in my own home more often than I care to admit. Anytime I'm mopping the floor, those entryway rugs get shaken out and thrown in the laundry. Anytime we have a particularly pine needle heavy shed in our neck of the woods, <laughs> if you don't know what I mean, you must not live in the Pacific Northwest. We have times of the year where it is blowing just a little bit more and dry pine needles get blown all over the place and then they get tracked in. So it's not mud. It's not leaves, it is pine needles, and boy, do they make a mess. All right, number 11. Once we get into the house, once we've shaken out the rug, we take our shoes off in our home, and you might not do that, but your shoes probably go somewhere. Where do they go? Do you have a landing spot for them? Do you have a shoe caddy? Do you have a shoe cupboard? Do they go into the garage or a mudroom? Where do those shoes go? And wherever they are, Go find that place, and I bet if you open up that little caddy, if you open up that cubby, if you open up that holder, you are going to find lots of debris that would be calling your name for a good vacuum. In my home, it is right inside of the entryway. We have a side table that also serves as shoe storage, and so it's mighty convenient when we're leaving, when we're coming home, but that can get really dirty really quick. So vacuuming it out every once in a while. And again, another one of those things where I don't think it's going to take 28 minutes. So you really could choose two of these things in one sitting, in one 28 minute sitting, and then another two, another 28 minute sitting. And number 12, do you own pets? And if you do, where do they eat? Where do they drink? Where do you have any of their stuff? Now, I'm picturing mine. I have, if you haven't heard me talk about my mini zoo, it has not always been a zoo. We started out with one dog, loved our dog. He's super sweet. He is geriatric and he is um, currently making naughty choices. But usually he's as sweet as can be and will follow me around everywhere. He's very good company, but he is a slob. <laughs> <laughs> he is a boxer mastiff and he drools a lot and he sometimes does this really weird thing where he grabs his food and then in the middle of eating he'll spit some out on the ground. I'm not quite sure what happens but he gets distracted I guess. At any rate you can imagine a slobbery dog and a dog who also spits out food while he's eating and his mat gets a little bit dirty. That is something that can be cleaned. 
Not only that, but his food bowl, washing out his food bowl, letting it soak, getting all the crust from the bottom and really washing it out with soap and water. Now, if you don't have pets, awesome. Cross this one off your list and I'm sure you can find something in your home where you can add another chore for 28 minutes of home love. Now, I know for me, it's not going to take 28 minutes to take care of the dog's mess, but I have two cats also. So I'm going to go where their litter box is, and of course that's cleaned out all the time, but I might give that a good washing. I also might take up the mat that it's sitting on and take it outside, spray it down, use some soap and water, and just really clean it. And I bet 28 minutes later, I will have a nice, clean, zoo-friendly area. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did I tell you I have another cat, a cat that followed me home one day, and he now lives, actually it's a she, she's the only she we have in our home except for me, she lives on the front porch. So we are blessed with with an outdoor kitty who is just as sweet as can be, and she does need a little bit of care as well, taking care of her little bed and washing her bed every once in a while. So throw that in, and maybe for me it would be 32 minutes, but that's all right. All right, number 13, something you can do to love your home more in 28 minutes or less. Head in to your linen closet. Just like your pantry, you're going to be checking it for things that might be a little bit tired, need to be purged. Now, of course, things aren't expired, or maybe they are. Maybe you have your travel shampoos or you have your medicines in this closet as well. So maybe do check for expired things. In my linen closet, I have our guest bedding. I have towels. I have some extra travel supplies. This is also where I keep my seasonal towels. So when I feel fancy around Christmas, I can go into the linen closet, look in the basket that has my seasonal towels and pull them out because they are right there, nice and neat and tidy. So are there things that you need to get rid of? Holes in towels, things that you have too many of? Or is this a place that every time you open it up, you are staring straight at a fitted sheet that was wadded into a ball instead of folded. (laughs) That, my dear, is probably what you could be looking at. So for your 28 minutes, if you don't have to purge your overstuffed linen closet, I want you to practice folding your fitted sheet. I am very curious. I have taken a very informal poll to see who knows how how to fold a fitted sheet and who doesn't. So I want to know, do you know how to fold your fitted sheet or are you a water? (laughs) Do you wad it into a a nice, as, as nice as it can be, little ball and put it on the shelf? Now, my guess is if you learn how to fold it, you will likely love opening up that linen closet and putting it away the next time. The next thing you can do in 28 minutes of time is to get out your vacuum and go to your living room, go to your extra sitting room and check the seat cushions of your chair, of your couch, and maybe maybe blindfold yourself so you can vacuum down there. <laughs> or maybe get out the change jar and see what kind of change you get. But let's spend some time vacuuming the seat cushions. I honestly, I'm thinking back to when I did mine last and I can't remember when I did. I can't remember. So that is definitely going to be on my list this weekend. And if you have time left over and you also have a leather couch or leather chairs, wipe those down. Or can you wipe down the legs? Those probably haven't been touched in a while either. All right, 
And the last one, you are still working with your vacuum. And this time you might need your step stool. You might need the hose attachment on your vacuum and you might need to climb a little bit and vacuum the air vents. I have some air vents by the baseboard. I have some air vents in the ceiling and those can get pretty nasty. So I'm going to be spending some time vacuuming those. And then I'm also going to check the air filter. When was the last time that was changed? And do you need to permanently put that on your calendar so that you get an alarm when it's really ready to do that? By the way, you probably have some time left. What about the air filter in your fridge? Does that need to be changed? Any batteries that need to be changed in your fire alarms or the filter in your coffee pot? Any of those can be changed. Now I could keep going on and on and on, giving you chores for 28 minutes or less, but I have a feeling that you can probably think of your own. I encourage you to write them down and maybe even write some down that might take 10 minutes or less and then 15 minutes or less. And the next time you have that really awkward space of time where you're waiting for the baby to wake up or you are on hold on the phone and you're just twiddling your thumbs, or maybe you just want to not compulsively check Instagram or your social media all the time, go do one of those, do one of the 10 minute chores and your home will thank you for it. And as you're making your own list of ways that you can love your home in 10, 15, 28 minutes or less, pop on into the Facebook group and tell us which ones are on your list. What are you doing and how are you carving out those 10 minutes? We can all use a little inspiration. All right, girls. And if this is how you are spending your Valentine's Day, just promise me that you're eating a little chocolate too. Till next time, I will see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.